do you feel like there is so much more to life than what's been given to you? That you are much more than just flesh and bone? That your spirit is yearning so badly to break out of its dark cocoon and enter the light? Well, you stumbled upon the right podcast. Hello, light seekers. This is the Soul Luminosity Podcast with your host, Danielle S. Smith. In this podcast, we deep dive into topics that act as a guide on your spiritual awakening and spiritual journey. Hello, light seekers. Um, so today I want to talk about grief, which is a little bit of a heavy subject. Um, but no, I'm not talking about grieving a physical death. But it's more of a spiritual one, in a sense. So let's just dive right into this. Um, before I do that, sorry. I know I forget to put trigger warnings on my podcast descriptions. Um, but if you're listening to this, any podcast I post, just look at it as a trigger warning. Because sometimes I say things without thinking. Um, and that's why I kind of forget to put it in there. But this might uh, trigger warning child abuse, trigger warning child trauma okay so there will come a time when you've been dealing with healing your childhood trauma and you know one day you'll realize that you know the things that used to trigger you don't trigger you anymore um you see yourself communicating with others better and not completely should completely shutting yourself off you may think to yourself like yeah i'm getting my life back finally and then it hits you Um, That the life before, and then it hits you, that the life before this one felt like it just been completely stolen from you. So then it's totally normal to start reminiscing on your childhood. And then you might start seeing flashbacks um, of when all the other children were having fun and they were just complaining about their homework. You're looking at them like, well, I have to worry about feeding myself and my siblings because my dad might just be blacked out on the, the couch drunk when I get home. Or you might have had to worry about whether or not your male cousin was coming over and if you had to be alone with him, even for one second, because of the things that took place when you guys were alone. Um, You might have had to worry about being as quiet as possible, because if your feet made even one creak on the floor, you'd have bruises on you for the next weeks. And so many emotions We'll flood up to the surface. And I just want to pause right here. I do not take deep breaths. Okay. In a lot of my videos, you hear me like (sighs) constantly. But I want to say that I filmed the other two podcast episodes the same day I'm recording this. And I was breathing fine. And this topic, I'm going to be honest with you, is a very difficult one for me. And I feel like that's why I'm kind of not breathing well because my anxiety is kind of kicking up so if you hear me constantly taking breaths like that it's okay I'm going to record this anyway because some of you a lot of you out there need to hear this and we need to normalize not we need to normalize dissecting our lives instead of loving like this crystal will help you deal with your trauma like this is why I'm a shadow worker okay because we need to get to the root of problems and when we get to the root of them we need to be okay with returning to the root sometimes I feel like it's so glamorized in spirituality to 
you know, just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's demonized. I should say it that way. To feel these negative emotions at times, to wallow in this, to have that quote-unquote low vibration for a while while we heal. But I think that's so toxic and that stops people from really doing the work. And I know there's there's some, um, you know, people in the spiritual community, or a lot of people, I guess, who are like, yes, you need to feel those dark feelings. But I don't know. I just feel like that's one reason I wasn't comfortable at one point sharing my stories um, because I felt like it would be looked at as low vibe. But when you find your tribe of shadow workers, sweetheart, everything is fine. <laughs> and that's why I'm starting the shadow work support group. Sorry to like go completely navigate away from the topic, but I will get back. Uh, I am starting a shadow work support group. For those of you who are going through shadow work inner healing, or like I said, for those of you who have healed a lot, but you're finding yourself slipping into these old behaviors, these old thought patterns and it's okay it's okay it does not mean you don't trust the universe it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you are not on the right path and can we talk about really really fast I'm so off topic just because you're feeling ne- negatively does not mean you're gonna manifest negative things all the time I know I say this a lot too but we we attract what we are but if you think about it though I feel like why can the universe send you good things when you're feeling good and you're going through this grieving period of healing? Healing is good. Healing is great. So why would we receive bad things when we're healing, but we're feeling bad things? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And I feel like that's another toxic mentality is you always attract what you are. I'm healing. (laughs) It does not matter if I'm feeling negatively at all because I'm healing. (sighs) That was just a little rant. Sorry, I know you can hear my stomach in the background. I don't even know if I'm going to edit that stomach growling out. Honestly, I'm human. It happens. And I'm sorry. I'm going to go back on the topic now, but that was just a little rant I had to go on. So anyway, during this process, so many emotions will flood up to the surface. And maybe this... um, all this trauma lasted into your like young adulthood like maybe you had to take care of your siblings until you're like 23 or whatever and whatever the case may be and um now you're in your 30s and you're thinking about like dang I never even got to live the freeness of what 20s was supposed to be or or personally I'm 25 now and it's like personally I'm 25 now and it's like I'm still in my 20s but I'm, you know, I have to, I'm mature for my age already, but it's like, I have to be on the trajectory of being stable. And so I can't be doing this reckless stuff. Not that I want to do reckless things, but you know what I mean? And this is why at this point, you need to grieve the life you never have. Because you can cry and then tell yourself, get back to healing. Uh, and But that isn't enough. Like when someone very close to us dies, although we know or a lot of us know that they're doing pretty well in another dimension, like they're not in pain, they're pretty happy, it still hurts us. And if, if our grandparent dies or your friend's grandparent, grandparent dies, you wouldn't tell them to cry and then get over it. You would say, take as long as you need to grieve. And that's what we need to do with the life that we never got to live. So I know I had to recap the five stages of grief while um, scripting this episode. So if you need a recap, here it is. 
Um, the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. So we'll start with the first one, denial. So you might want to say that the life you never got to live would have been terrible anyway, or deny that you um, have even, that you even need time to reflect on it. Like it's in the past, who cares, right? So starting out your grief process this way means you can never get to step five and you'll end up feeling this hole in your heart. Trust me, you'll feel this hole in your heart even though you're healing and you'll start wondering like why even though you've been sober for five years, you still feel so empty. Why you having your own apartment after being poor your whole life just doesn't feel good. You're like, what is going on? That is what's going on. You are in denial. So step two is anger. Okay, so I felt, and still, I'm still on this journey of grieving, okay? But I felt so much anger when I realized just how much of my life was stolen by an eating disorder and chronic illness and a and a turbulent family dynamic and just toxicity. And I was so angry at God for allowing my childhood and young adulthood even, even now at 25, to be so turbulent that I never got the chance to really enjoy anything. I was so hurt and angry. And this is okay. Be angry. Channel your teenage angst or whatever they call it and go batshit crazy. Oh, in a safe and legal way. Okay, no jail time here. Um, I don't know. You can even go to a field and scream at the top of your lungs or punch all your pain into a pillow, do some kickboxing, write it out, do anything that will get the anger out. I personally think you should do something physical, but, you know, do whatever works for you. And here's the most important part, okay? Because no one told me this. I can't say the spiritual community said this. This is just me as a person. I'm like, okay, I can be angry for a day and then I have to move on. Babe, this doesn't have to last only one day. You don't have to say, okay, let me be angry and get this out real quick. No, let it simmer, okay? It is safe for you to be angry now. It is safe. I promise you it is safe because I know a lot of us, excuse me, I know a lot of us have grown up in a household where you cannot be angry. Anger would get you in trouble or or everyone around us was always angry and that led to bad things. So we associate with anger with chaos and bad things. But anger is a primal emotion. And when you deal with it in a healthy way, it dissipates. When you let it consume you, you just become an angry person. And you don't want that. You don't want to be who oppressed you and abused you. Why would you want that? And you don't deserve that for yourself. You don't. So when you need to feel angry, just repeat what I just said to you. It is safe for me to be angry. It is safe for me to express my anger in a healthy way. Okay. So then we have step three, which is bargaining. And so I was trying to figure out like what this would look like in this um, situation. Because obviously in a physical death, you could be like, well, if I just you know, do a lot for charity. Can you, universe, can you bring this person back? 
um with grieving the life you never got to live this can look like asking the universe to restart your life in a better way to skip all the healing and lessons and to just be a kid again but like in a better position um it can also it can also look like ruminating on the past and saying things like man if i've only spoken sooner or if only i hit his gun you know something happened with someone's gun if only i didn't open the door or something like that so bargaining though exists in the mind okay there is not possible to go back and undo the things that have been done and you might let this guilt eat you up inside especially if you if something you think you didn't do resulted in the harm of others but i just need you to know that you did the best you could and if this happened in childhood you were an innocent child okay so you acted out of fear and instinct and your brain was not fully developed you did your problem solving capabilities and even if they were you acted out of fear and instinct fear is so strong okay we wonder i can't i can't remember the scientific explanation for this i just know chemicals are released when we're in danger because we've heard of people lifting cars off their their son or something because he got hit by a car and they need to save him we've heard of people having this incredible strength when they are afraid because your body literally re releases endorphins to or not endorphins but some type of chemical to make you stronger so it's a biological thing that happens so you acted out of something that our body our minds naturally do and you it's okay to forgive yourself you did what you could and you did the best you can do you could do um and it's okay and i need you to look in the mirror again <laughs> just keep a mirror handy by you at all times during the spiritual journey i need you to look in the mirror and say i forgive you for doing what you could i do not need to be guilty for doing the best that i could i did as much as i could in the moment all right so step four step four is when the depression hits <laughs> so you've dug up all these old memories and it's only natural for these to depress you and but this is still an emotion you need to allow yourself to feel but you don't deserve to be depressed forever for things that have happened to you in your past you really don't i know it's hard to move on with your healing journey after this whole process okay but remember that this is a part of your healing journey depression is a part of your healing journey depression does not mean you are regressing okay it does not you're not taking a step backward if you're moving if you're healing you're moving forward and i want to reiterate that what i said earlier because we get so down on ourselves about oh no i'm feeling depressed oh no i'm sad about this i'm going backward you are healing my dear you are not going backward if you think about i'm sorry i'm getting off topic but maybe not if you have a cut you have a deep wound and it's healing it's healing and healing and if for some reason you're a scab picker and you decide to start picking the scab what does it do it starts bleeding again but guess what your body has is still trying to heal it okay your body now it's going to take longer but your body is still healing it so why do we think that's any different with our emotions it's not so of course i'm not talking about clinical depression here okay um I, let's 
let's look at a little visualization, okay? <laughs> so all that sadness, that hurt, and that guilt. Imagine it is stuffed into your root chakra in a little ball that's really like tightly wound, kind of like a rubber band ball. Do people still have those? Do people still make those? Let me know. And you can physically feel it. And as you work through the depression, it flows, that little ball flows up to your sacral chakra. Okay, still working through it. Then it goes up to your solar plexus and it starts to loosen a bit. Some of those rubber bands start falling off. And then it flows up to your heart chakra, still losing rubber bands, okay? And now up to your throat chakra. And it's set on fire now, okay? In your throat chakra. And smoke is just coming out of your mouth and in your nose. And now it's going up to your third eye, where it's almost done burning. And finally up to your crown chakra, where this whole entire rubber band ball, it burns to ash and those little particles expel in the atmosphere all around you. So step five is acceptance. This is when you start to peace. This is when you start to make peace with the life you didn't get to live because you focus more on the life you have now and the life you will have in the future. You stop sitting there calculating how many years of your life you'll never get to get back, okay? You fully embrace the now and the future. You still acknowledge the past, okay? You never get rid of the past like you can't but you kind of see it as like um like as a distant friend <laughs> kind of as a distant friend you you only talk to to send a christmas postcard or something like that so it's there but you're not close to it so i really hope this podcast episode helped you um and i need you to remember that you are so worthy get out your mirror again get it out because we're going to say one more thing to ourselves. I am so worthy of living the life I have now fully. I am so worthy of living the life I have now fully. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have an amazing, wonderful day. If any of that resonated, feel free to contact me via DM on Instagram. I upload all these to YouTube. Feel free to leave a comment there. If somehow you can find out how to leave a comment on any listening platform you're listening to, um, leave a comment. I just want to know how this helped and affected you. Um, So yes, thank you. And until next time.